Dads and ladies, welcome to the Junior Classics. Hi there, I'm Sir Bradley Hassey, a teller of borrowed tales. Join me as I share stories of courage, adventure, and wonder. But don't take my word for it. You can find out for yourself on today's Junior Classic. Greetings, Junior Scholars. I am Sir Bradley Hassey, guardian of the written word and your guide through the Junior Classics. Our mission is to safeguard the classics and inspire children to a love of good reading and a real and lasting interest in Western literature and history. If this is your first time listening, thank you for joining us. And a very special thank you to my loyal listeners who tune in each and every episode, and especially my Patreon supporters who help keep the show going and growing. If you like what we are doing, creating stories for the good of your kids, consider supporting me on Patreon for five bucks a month. The best way to help the show, however, is to tell a friend and ask them to listen. If you want to reach me, send me a letter to P.O. Box 1153 Crown Point, Indiana 46308. Any listener who sends in an art project based on a story will in return receive some junior classic bookmarks. Today, we begin our final series of Season 2, Tales from Around the World with Aesop's Fables. But before we get to the story... Lost and found words! Listen carefully to these words and their meanings and try and spot them during the story. Our first word today is a fable, so we know what we're reading. A fable is a story, usually about animals, that teaches a lesson about human behavior. Usually at the end of the story, there is an explanation that tells the lesson. So listen for that after each story. Our second word today is fair, F-A-R-E. So not not a fair that you go and ride the uh, Ferris wheel, but fair in this case is a range of food of a certain type. Other words that mean the same thing are foodstuffs, eatables, and provisions. Our third word today is lout, with an L, lout. A lout is a rowdy, an aggressive man or boy. Do I have any louts who are listening? Other words that mean the same thing are a hoodlum, a hooligan, a thug, or a ruffian. Our fourth word today is a fawn, not a young deer, but to overly compliment or show affection towards someone in order to gain favor or advantage. This means you're being a suck-up to somebody, or you're falling over oneself for, or you could say to sing the praises of. Our last word today is pardon. Pardon means forgiving or being forgiven for a wrongdoing. Other words that mean the same thing are mercy, forgiveness, or lenience. That's all for today's Lost and Found Words. Now on to the show. Aesop's Fables have come to be the commonly accepted name for the well-known collection of stories about animals 
though we cannot be sure that any of them were written by the Greek slave of that name, who Herodotus, an ancient Greek historian, tells us he lived about the year 550 BC. That's 550 years before Jesus Christ was born. The fable about animals is probably the oldest form of story known. Its object is to teach a lesson to men and women without seeming to do so. And because of this hidden lesson, it has always been a great favorite with all nations. For example, where a man did not dare say what he thought about a government officer out of fear, he could tell the fable about the dog in the manger. So, let's begin the first five fables from Aesop. Now, you must know that a town mouse once upon a time went on a visit to his cousin in the country. He was rough and ready, this cousin, but he loved his town friend and made him heartily welcome. Beans and bacon, cheese and bread were all he had to offer, but he offered them freely. The town mouse rather turned up his long nose at this country fair and said, I cannot understand, cousin, how you can put up with such poor food as this. But of course, you cannot expect anything better in the country. Come with me, and I will show you how to live. When you have been in town a week, you will wonder how you could have ever stood a country life. No sooner said than done, the two mice set off for the town and arrived at the town mouse's residence late at night. You will want some refreshment after our long journey, said the polite town mouse, and took his friend into the grand dining room. There, they found the remains of a fine feast, and soon the two mice were eating up jellies and cakes, and all that was nice. Suddenly, they heard growling and barking. What is that? said the country mouse. It is only the dogs of the house, answered the other. Only? said the country mouse. I do not like that music at my dinner. Just at that moment, the door flew open. In came two huge mastiffs, and the two mice had to scamper down and run off. Goodbye, cousin, said the country mouse. What? Going so soon? said the other. Yes, he replied. And the lesson is, better beans and bacon in peace than cakes and owl in fear. The man, the boy, and the donkey. A man and his son were once going with their donkey to market. As they were walking along by its side, a countryman passed them and said, you fools, what is a donkey for but to ride upon? So the man put the boy on the donkey and went on their way. But soon they passed a group of men, one of whom said, See that lazy youngster? He lets his father walk 
while he rides. So the man ordered his boy to get off and got on himself. But they hadn't gone far when they passed two women, one of whom said to the other, Shame on that lazy lout to let his poor little son trudge along. Well, the man didn't know what to do, but at last he took his boy up before him on the donkey. But this time they had come to the town, and the passerbys began to jeer and point to them. The man stopped and asked what they were scoffing at. The men said, Aren't you ashamed of yourself for overloading that poor donkey of yours? You and your hulking son? The man and boy got off and tried to think what to do. They thought and they thought, till at last they cut down a pole, tied the donkey's feet to it, and raised the pole and the donkey to their shoulders. They went along amid the laughter of all who met them till they came to Market Bridge, when the donkey, getting one of his feet loose, kicked out and caused the boy to drop his end of the pole. In the struggle, the donkey fell over the bridge, and his four feet being tied together, he was drowned. That will teach you, said an old man who had followed them. And the lesson is, please all, and you will please none. The Shepherd's Boy There was once a young shepherd boy who tended his sheep at the foot of a mountain near a dark forest. It was rather lonely for him all day, so he thought upon a plan by which he could get a little company in some excitement. He rushed down toward the village, calling out, Wolf! Wolf! And the villagers came out to meet him, and some of them stopped with him for a considerable time. This pleased the boy so much that a few days afterward he tried the same trick, and again the villagers came to his help. But shortly after this, a wolf actually did come out from the forest and began to worry the sheep. And the boy, of course, cried out, Wolf! Wolf! Still louder than before. But this time, the villagers, who had been fooled twice before, thought the boy was again deceiving them, and nobody stirred to come to his help. So the wolf made a good meal off the boy's flock, and when the boy complained, the wise men of the village said, A liar will not be believed, even when he speaks the truth. named Androcles once escaped from his master and fled to the forest. As he was wandering about there, he came upon a lion lying down moaning and groaning. At first he turned to flee, but finding that the lion did not pursue him, he turned back and went up to him. As he came near, 
the lion put out his paw, which was all swollen and bleeding. And Androcles found that a huge thorn had gotten into it and was causing all the pain. He pulled out the thorn and bound up the paw of the lion, who was soon able to rise and lick the hand of Androcles like a dog. Then the lion took Androcles to his cave, and every day used to bring him meat from which to live. But shortly afterward, both Androcles and the lion were captured, and the slave was sentenced to be thrown to the lion, after the latter had been kept without food for several days. The emperor in all his court came to see the spectacle, and Androcles was led out into the middle of the arena. Soon, the lion was let loose from his den and rushed, bounding and roaring toward his victim. But as soon as he came near to Androcles, he recognized his friend and fawned upon him and licked his hands like a friendly dog. The emperor, surprised at this, summoned Androcles to him, who told him the whole story. Whereupon, the slave was pardoned and freed, and the lion let loose to his native forest. And the lesson is, gratitude is the sign of noble souls. time, the fox and the stork were on visiting terms and seemed very good friends. So the fox invited the stork to dinner, and for a joke, put nothing before her but some soup in a very shallow dish. This the fox could easily lap up, but the stork could only wet the end of her long bill in it, and left the meal as hungry as when she began. I am sorry the soup is not to your liking, said the fox. Pray, do not apologize, said the stork. I hope you will return this visit and come and dine with me soon. So a day was appointed when the fox should visit the stork. But when they were seated at table, all that was for their dinner was contained in a very long-necked jar with a narrow mouth in which the fox could not insert his snout, so all he could manage to do was lick the outside of the jar. I will not apologize for the dinner, said the stork. And the lesson is, one bad turn deserves another. I hope you enjoyed the first batch of Aesop's fables. We have many more to go. Take these lessons to heart, and if you have a question, ask your parents or a wise adult you trust. Which fable is your favorite so far? Write me a letter and let me know. Until next time, I am Sir Bradley Hassey. Be brave, be loyal, and speak the truth. you parents out there, I want you to understand why we are doing this, what we are trying to achieve, and how you can help us. This is a rescue operation to preserve the classics and the wisdom within before it is lost forever. 
Our goal is to inspire children with a love of good reading by safeguarding and breathing new life into the greatest stories in history and empower you, the parents, with a resource you can trust to enrich your child's mind and spirit. We don't want these stories and the wisdom within to be forgotten so our children don't have to learn these lessons on their own. The most important thing you can do for us is to spread the message and tell others about these stories and what we are doing. If you want to donate, we would love that as well. My promise is that 100% of donations will go to building the impact and quality of the Junior Classics. If you have feedback and thoughts on how we can do things better, please send an email to juniorclassicspodcast at gmail.com. You're listening to the Junior Classics. (laughs) And now, some beautiful Greek music from our friends at Fantasy and World Music. 